I am Dee Dee Bass Wilbon. And I'm Dina Bass Williams. And, and we, we are the Bass, Bass Sisters. Hello. Hello. And today we are excited that the Bass Sisters are actually joined by the Bass Mama. Hello. Hey, Mama. So you've been in town for almost a month. Yes, I have. And how many pound cakes have you made? About four. She's made about four. So, yeah, we are. I've only had one slice. Well, I have had many slices, but four is not nearly <laughs> enough. We are under. We are under our pound cake limit. So, how many pound cakes do you plan on making this week? About three. About three. <laughs> Very None good. None at my house. Well, she can make. Definitely one for this house. Um, but that's great. Yep, we're excited. Our mom is in town. It's always a great blessing to be in the presence of the pound cake queen. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so let's just get to get down to business. What are we talking about this week, Didi? Well, first of all, I want to congratulate all of the other, all of the, um, the the winners from the award ceremony that we attended. Yes, we were very honored to be given an award for our work in, um, with causes of faith and pro-family issues by the Douglas Leadership Institute. And some of the other awardees were Dr. Uh, Bob Woodson. Yep. And from the the Woodson Woodson Center. Center. And also an amazing uh, husband and wife team, um, uh, Copper and Copper Johnson and And Romney and Romney. And so, yep. That was really good. That was great. And of course, Dr. Woodson was not just, Mr. Woodson was not just an awardee. He was the keynote speaker. Yes, and he the, was. He did an um, amazing job. Yep. And, uh, you know, the event was really to celebrate his great work in actually creating programs that provide actual solutions to problems ailing communities. So we were excited. Always a pleasure to be in his presence. Um, so thank you, DLI, Douglas Leadership Institute, for that award. Yes. And so recently there was a conversation, and I don't know if you can really call it a conversation, between Joanne Reed and uh, Christopher Rufo over the critical race theory. Over, yes, critical race theory. And everyone's talking about critical race theory. Everyone, you know, you have people that are pro-CRT, anti-CRT, but I'm discovering that most people don't even know what CRT is. And because they don't, you really can't have a good conversation about it, right? Right. And so we are, we include ourselves in that definition, in that group of people who really don't understand the true definition of critical race theory. And so obviously policy and pound cake, we believe that this is a, um, we should be in the business of creating clean conversations about communications and you can't have a clean conversation about communication if you don't have a clean definition so there's so many things in critical race theory and so but to be honest we need to take look at each each thing and take it out and say okay is this part is this what you want Taught. taught in schools this is what you want taught to your kids and when I look at some of the things that people are saying as part of critical race theory as a mom and I'm sure you as an aunt you're saying absolutely not right right but at the bottom line is nobody really knows what is being taught what the people who are fighting over critical race theory have different definitions of what critical race theory is right. so let me ask you this Dee, as a mom mm-hmm. do you believe that the fullness of American history should be taught to students. Absolutely. And if that is critical race theory, then you support that. Right. Because I think that in terms of teaching the full American history, everyone, 
everyone, you have to understand there's good part, the great parts of our history and there are bad parts of our history. And, and that's unfortunate, but we can't grow as individuals and as, as a nation without knowing all the history, right. I think. And right now, so if that's critical race theory, we support it. But let me ask you this. If this, okay, so some people say that critical race theory is teaching children or teaching college students or teaching America that whites are inherently evil, they're oppressors and blacks are victims. If that's a part of critical race theory, do you want that taught? Absolutely not. Okay, so... Because I don't agree with that. That doesn't make and sense. And not only do we not agree with it, it's not true. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whites are not inherently evil. Racist. Well, I, I think we can say mankind. We are, yes. as Christians, as we, Christians believe that, we believe that there is evil in the world. And we believe that mankind is inherently evil, independent of God's sa- saving grace. Right. right. And there's no race attached to that. There's no race attached to that. So, And we also don't believe that as blacks... We're victims. We're victims. And I don't want anyone to constantly look at me and for and the first thing they see when they see me or my kids, oh, poor, oh, ch- poor little black help. lady, you need help. We need oh. to give you all types of programs just to support you and help you to move on because you can't do it on your own. Yeah. Absolutely no, not. No. None of that. Mm-hmm. Next. So, so I think that c- common sense Americans, if we sit down together and talk about these things like we want to teach the fullness of american history you last week and above the fold or one week and above the fold you were teaching me some things about our first president george washington so a lot i didn't of, know a lot of american presidents yes they had slaves okay that was actually part. nine of the first 11 american, american presidents, presidents had, had slaves. slaves and and if you didn't know that now you know but what i didn't know what a lot of people don't know about the first president george washington was that at the time of his death, George Washington said, and he left instructions in his diary, that 153 of the enslaved people on his property were, be to, were to be supported by his estate in perpetuity. And he freed them. And he freed them. I had no clue no, about that, about George that Washington. You know what I mean? And so and now people this- are going around and, I don't know, monuments or whatever named after George Washington. Everybody wants to start changing monuments and changing highways and all that stuff, whatever. But let's understand. But in some cases, not at all. But in some cases, in his case, I was completely shocked, right. not forgiving him for having, you know, owned own slave in the first place. In the first place. But look at at the turnabout of what he did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to me, that's huge. Right. And people don't know and, that. And even if it even if it's bad, even if it's a bad piece of history, like right. Thomas Jefferson. I'm reading a book now that is making me like Thomas Jefferson a lot less. Right. But I still want to know this about Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. I want to know the fullness of American history. But the fullness of American history also means that we want to tell people about Oliver Lewis. Eugene Bullard. Yes. Who and are all of those amazing people that you probably have not ever even heard of. Anne or, Lowe. And, oh my goodness, Anne Lowe. Listen, she's amazing. But all of these individuals that Dina just named are, in, are great Americans, first of all. They're great Americans, and they're all featured in a new coloring book that we are producing that's coming out on July 4th. And it's celebrating, it's not just a coloring book, but it's an activity book, and it's a history book, and, and letting you know, and I love coloring i'm 49 years old but i love to color because it's soothing and it's relaxing but um it's giving me an opportunity to learn about these great americans who happen to be black who happen to be black that we did not we had never even heard of and lo she um designed the dress for jackie kennedy an amazing beautiful wedding wedding, her wedding dress for jackie kennedy and so all of these amer all these great americans will be featured in a coloring book that's coming out on july 4th Please stay tuned. Bond Girl Books, 
watch for it, listen for it, make sure that you order it for your kids, for yourself, for your church, for your schools, for your community centers. But it's going to be an amazing coloring book and it's not the only one that we're doing. There are many more that are coming out. But we wanted to do this one um, first, and we're really excited about right. it. Right, and so the point of this coloring book is that Eugene Ballard, Oscar Micheaux, Anne Lowe, these are great Americans who happen to be black. Right. That's the fullness of American history, but that's not just our history because we're black. black. It's American, American history. history. Right. It's like our white brothers and sisters, our Asian brothers and sisters, it is your history as well. Right. And so when we... When we know our history, we I, I believe that we are better people. Right. And when and also as we go back to the, you know, communicating about critical race theory, if critical race theory means including the fullness of American history and telling the great stories of of people who are not who happen not to be white, yes, include that in American history because right. it is a part of our nation's story. But we're not going to buy into this we're victims and white people are all evil. And so I think that the only people, the people who are talking about critical race theory mm-hmm. on the left and the right um, are dividing us. But I think mo- I, I can't think of one of my white friends who wouldn't want to know more about Oscar Micheaux and who Absolutely. wouldn't want to know more about Ann Lowe, these great Americans. And that should be included in American history. It absolutely should be included. So we are going to work on the definition of critical race theory, mm-hmm. but... We have found not one single person from Joy Ann Reed, we'll link to that interview, to Christopher Rufo. We've not, none of, nobody, you know, has been able to, you know, Heritage Foundation, we love the Heritage Foundation. They have a huge, you know, gigantic document on critical race theory. But can somebody just give us this, this definition, definition in like two sentences? Right, because you know? everybody is saying this, 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 and no one, you it's, what daddy used to say, there's so much noise, but you're not saying a whole bunch right. or something. You know what I mean? Then, I don't it's remember a, it's saying it, but it sounds but like... But he, okay. he sounds like something that okay. daddy would have said. I'm just telling you. If okay. he knew our dad, he would say that. Yeah. So that's it for critical race theory. We don't have a definition. We're communicators. We need to. We need a definition. But if you think you got a definition, please yeah. send it to us. Share yeah. it with us because we'd like drop to know it, what you drop think it your in def- the comments. Defini- definition is. Okay. So, Didi. Oh, boy, Dina. What do you think about this? Okay. So, people, again... The next policy issue is religious liberties. Mm -hmm. We are huge champions of religious liberties and and people of of faith should have the ability to navigate their waters the way they want to. And so now the question is, should the Catholic Church be allowed to deny the president or the president of the United States community? What do you say? I say yes. I agree. Catholic Church, if that's what you need to do, if if that is part of the catholic church's doctrine teaching then i agree with them and just because he is the president of the united states he is not above you know right now let me ask you this some piece and i we're trying to dig in to really understand what was what happened at this meeting of um, catholic bishops or but but they're saying that they're denying it to politicians but they who believe this, but they won't deny it to regular parishioners. So like if a regular Catholic parishioner believes in abortion, Mm -hmm. then they won't deny them. Now, what do you think about that? Well, I think that, I don't think that they should, I think the Catholic church should be able to do what they want to do, but I don't think the practice of denying it to politicians, if they deny it to politicians, then I think they they should deny it to everyone. I don't know why, like, I don't know how they can. So then that means after you're no longer in politics, then you are able to take communion again, even if you disagree. 
Correct. Co- correct. Is that it? That's what that I think. That's I, I think that is what the the what they are saying that they're only denying it to politicians because think of this: the Catholic Church does not support contraception contraceptives. <laughs> Right, contraceptives. Right. right, so, but most Catholic women are not listening to that, right? <laughs> they're not. So they are, they're violating, I would like they're to violating from, the Catholic doctrine. They are, and so, so they should they're, be they're not, being, communion, they're not, they're not being, being denied communion, but right. they should be. I would love to hear from some of our Catholic brothers and sisters on, on what you guys think on this particular um, policy about the Catholic Church. Yeah. I think you just want to deny Biden communion. I do. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest, but no. But seriously, but and I, I want to. But you know what? The reason I say reason, deny him, I think that Biden needs to be denied communion <laughs> for more than just his stance on um, uh, abortion. abortion. He needs this to is... be denied communion for those statements that he made about an eight year old. Oh, and being able to have a sex sex change. change. Now, that's ridiculous. His his moral teaching, I think he's a decent human being with a good heart, but his moral teaching, in my view, he's going to be. Are we. We're not, a, we're, not, we're not attacking the person, we're attacking the policy because his policy is that he believes and he supports that an eight-year-old should be able to have a sex change. I disagree with that policy, President Biden. I think that is absolutely And that's and that's I think crazy. that's a, that should be that should that's, get your communion that should get your communion wafer taken away from you. <laughs> it really shouldn't take that communion wafer. But oh all seriousness, I'm serious, I'm not joking. There, we're not attacking the president as an individual. We're attacking the president's policies and the things that he because supports. we do think that Joe, that Uncle Joe, has a good heart. I really do. I do. I, and and, and, he, and before he became president, and just knowing him when he was vice president, and, and I lived in Delaware for a number of years. But I've always thought, and and when I've seen him in pictures, he's a likable man. He seems like he's a likable man. I met his son. But, he seemed like he was a likable man. But a likable man can walk you straight to hell. A walk, a girl, can he? So real, he seriously can. So seriously, I I just I don't if at all of those of you who supported and continue to support President Biden and voted for President Biden, understanding what you voted and what you supported, because that agreeing and saying that an eight year old has the mental capacity to be able to say yes mom i wish dorian or dalen had come to me when they were eight years old and said i want to have a sex change and i want to be a boy but i'm a girl mom and i'm a no eight years old no so there are many reasons that mr biden's wafers should be cut should be taken and we believe in his little sip of wine yeah his little sip of grape juice but we believe the catholic church should not be penalized. If you do it for one, you got to do it for you, all. Yeah, if you do it for one, you have to do it for all. But the big question now begins to... The big question now comes in is, do will their tax-exempt status be taken away if they move to those measures? Like, do they then become a not really a non-profit organization and they begin to become some, you know, quasi-political, you know, secular body? And that's a question that should be answered. But I personally you know have we can get into this in longer discussion but i you know i think that churches should have the right to engage in political discourse and not have their tax exempt status affected because you know i just do 
Well, it's, it's a dangerous slippery slope, but we can talk about and that. That, that would be a good. That's a. We definitely should talk about that in, in another episode because that can go yeah. when you talk about the AME Church and other churches. Right. And I mean, that, the AME Church is already wading into political discourse. Wait, like seriously, yeah, they're we like were, deep. Di- they have. We they were have, raised in the AME Church. They're in, the, in. They're in. They do it in a very clever um, way. They do it in a very slick way. way. Yes, okay. in a very okay. slick way. Yes. Okay. So, okay, let's just wrap it up because we could really talk about this forever. Yes, we definitely <laughs> could go on and on. So, what's coming up? Fourth of July. And also, Fourth of July is... The coloring books. That's coming out. So, make sure you guys look for the July 4th coloring book of Great Americans that's coming out from Bond Girl Books. You do not want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. And, of course, as always, like, follow, share. We'll see you. Talk to you next time. Bye.